This is Pops in a Pod with Nader Pop and Peter Pop. Parenting in films. Crazy rich Asians. Since this is an episode on films and we discuss films at length, there might be a few spoilers ahead. So, fair warning to our listeners. Nader, I can't believe it's been a year since we started doing this whole thing on parenting in films. and it started off with all of us just being on netflix amazon prime what have you uh with the lockdown in the past year but i'm glad at least this tradition has kind of continued of us watching films but i have to ask you nadir do you remember the time when everyone was making dalgona coffee and banana bread were you one of those did you actually venture in the kitchen to try doing that you know peter this whole dalgona coffee is such a fad and the first time i made dalgona coffee when i was in my 8th standard i had a steel glass and i remember my mother had taught me and she said that listen i'm going to show you magic and then she put in filter coffee sugar a little bit of water and she started like whisking it and i was like wow and then she put the cold milk and i was like so fascinated so to answer your question no i didn't do any of those during the lockdown but i done it way back when i was in school <laughs> but i'm i'm glad to hear at least you didn't do that but you still watch as much netflix and all uh, a year later yeah I, i mean it's a part of my uh, daily diet to consume as much content as possible and both of us you know we teach media studies peter so we keep telling our kids that listen if you want to ever enter media you have to consume content right so whether we do it for pops in a pod or whether we do it for entertainment or whether we do it for academic reasons yeah for me consuming content whether audio video or reading is very important all right so why don't why don't we dive into today's episode So Peter this movie that you suggested uh clearly came with a lot of uh, check boxes let's start checking them one by one so let me go first peter um raja beta check big families big business check kitty parties gossip and women ladled in brands check big freaking wedding with a budget enough to feed the population of a small country check and son of a very very rich family who has to join the family business full check now before we go ahead i must say that a review i read about this movie is by far the most apt one i've read which described it as the best karan johar movie that karan johar never met <laughs> no peter that's actually a very good uh, one liner yeah so, i couldn't agree more so in case you're still wondering and you're not sure what we're talking about we're talking about yes the movie crazy rotations absolutely what a what a I mean what a revelation for me when I watched it and I'm thank I'm I'm really thankful to you Peter for recommending it because it, I I remember it came out in 2018 and there was a uh, like widespread chatter uh, about the film considering it was an all out 
Asian cast, right, and international stars. And uh, I, for some reason, I never, I never picked it up uh, back then. And you know, I, I figured, "Kichalo, I'll probably watch it one day." And that when one day happened to be last night. But my 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 wife watched it, and she really enjoyed. It. For those of you who haven't watched it as yet, uh, we'll put the trailer in the show notes. But just as a quick synopsis, this is nothing short of you know your Bollywood masala story. I mean, it's a typical Cinderella story, where the Cinderella in this uh, case is Rachel Chu, who's an economics professor, and she's dating Nick Young, and they both live in New York. And in the opening scenes itself, you see that you know he asks her to go to Singapore because his childhood friend is getting married, but only once they are. on their way to singapore she discovers and i'm using a quote that he himself used in the movie is prince harry of singapore yeah and uh, it, you know what i find very funny in this in this uh, film peter and uh, again it's it's not our style to to dissect the film or the story or the narrative because our focus is obviously on the parenting characters that's why we picked up this film and you know we're not we didn't watch it just for fun but i don't know peter i have a bit of a pet peeve when the film film started that you know you you're dating this this handsome young man with like the best british accent who's obviously looks variation chinese if i might if i may say um and then like 10 minutes into the film you you realize then that he's probably one of the richest um you know men in that part um of of the world <laughs> but you could you never figure it out in like one year or whatever months that you were dating him i find found that a little odd yeah i mean it's strange right where like when she finds out that they're flying first class and all of that she's like no no we're economy people and uh, yeah. then- <laughs> Then she looks at him and she. We can't afford this, she said. Yeah, no, and then she goes and she's like, "But you use my Netflix password," and I found that damn hilarious. <laughs> like, especially when you watch it on Netflix. <laughs> so, like, if even they're like, kind of, it, it's one of those things, like how you share your Netflix password. But you know, honestly, for me, uh, the tone of the movie is kind of set in the opening scene, right, where they show like Nick Young and his family going to London. Uh, and you just realize like okay they're that rich and you know the rest of the movie just kind of sets it up because whatever comes you're not surprised right i mean if they can kind of if i may use a spoiler they just buy a hotel <laughs> the entire hotel yeah. in london <laughs> yeah i mean it reminds me of bruce wayne that uh, hey you know i want to I want to I want to get a table in this hotel, and then somebody says, "Oh, but we are full." It's like, don't worry, I just bought the hotel. <laughs> it's like, oh wow, it's one of those movies. So I wonder who's wearing the cape in this film, right? But I mean, yeah, very very interesting um, use of power and money. Uh, obviously, there is there is a certain sense of humility um, in 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 the main character's um, role and. even his family to a certain uh, extent which is nice i mean it's not it's not brash it's not like out there for you but it has these nice touches to show that okay these guys this asian family very very powerful family and i think in, even in the film it's very clear that um, they own a lot of property like they they own and and they they are based out of singapore right yeah. so clearly they they have uh, a whole lot of money 
but yeah let's uh, jump straight into the crux of uh, this discussion which is your parenting characters right so um, the, the the way they introduce the the family members like nick's uh, uh, fa- family members because you know the entire story revolves around obviously a big wedding so you will you will clearly meet a lot of colorful characters and we are introduced to michael and astrid um astrid belongs to nick young's uh, i mean she's a cousin so obviously she's a part of the family very rich she's obviously a socialite a fashion icon um she does a lot of charity uh, but interestingly she's married to and i use the term uh, used in the film a commoner right so she's clearly uh, she didn't marry up but the husband did uh, and there's this nice little um you know take on that throughout the film is very nice interesting thread and obviously their parents right that's that's why we're discussing them they have a they have a son right peter yeah yeah they have a son and there's a little thing that both you and i also discussed which is the fact that they she was reading the little prince uh to to her son um and that too in french i think that's the only parenting moment uh in 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 that aspect when it comes to michael and astrid yeah you don't see much i mean the only other time is when uh, the husband's kind of missing uh, the son's birthday and she makes a big deal about it but uh, they just like, very fleetingly show them as parents the other uh, set of parents i wanted to talk about was peekling who's played by aquafina uh, her parents uh, wee moon and auntie nina as she likes to be called uh, wee moon of course everyone would kind of recognize him from the hangover series if you watch those set of movies but uh, you can clearly tell that you know and the way even uh, aquafina describes her parents and their family in uh, the movie is that they're new money i mean the father talks that you know hey i studied also in the us but yeah they they're the, one of those parents that you really can kind of see i mean uh, every indian watching that movie would be like hey, i i know a set of parents like that yeah and i really like the father's uh, role uh, and he's uh, i mean his real name i think is skim he's korean playing playing a chinese uh, dad uh, which is at the dinner table when when rachel goes to singapore and she visits uh, her, her friend peeklin uh the father is just interrogating oh so what do you do oh my god you're an economics professor <laughs> look at this one uh she hasn't she doesn't even have a degree but you at least got a degree and it's amazing how you're constantly compared right <laughs> to your to your to your colleague no matter if she's your best friend as well like like at this moment you have the whole sharma ji syndrome happening sharma ji ke bete ko dekha kitne first rank i am <laughs> and I, i looked at that moment i was like oh my god the chinese are so similar to the indians yeah true i mean uh, even similarly when you come into the uh, characters right the main parenting characters we're going to talk about today which is uh, both sides no surprises are matriarchs so you've got uh, nick's yeah. mother nick young's mother elena and you've also got uh, rachel's mother who's kerry uh, and the difference in them is very stark right because to start off with you have one who is very family oriented uh in there and you know very successful but kind of gave up her personal ambitions of studying law 
for support right, her absolutely. husband in the family business. So the other hand, you have uh, Kerry, who's a single mom immigrant in the US, kind of self-made in there. So you have a very distinct uh, characters there. Yeah, I, and I, I love the contrast because, you know, as you, um, you said that the, the film opens with, you know, uh, Eleanor Young walking into this hotel in London demanding... Uh, their most expensive suite and she's just kind of brushed aside saying that oh you know what this hotel is full and clearly it it had some serious racist uh, undertones and then she says I would like to make a call to my husband and then the husband calls straight you know the owner of the hotel because he's buying it off him and then everything changes so you know it right from that moment that here's a lady who's resolute determined very strong and her entire appearance is so cold, right? Because um, I think she just has a one-track mind, which is of ambition, ambition for her husband. And obviously, it is going to translate to her kids also because you, you can see the kids with her. And obviously, Nick Young is, 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 is young at that, uh, that, in that point of, of the story. Um, and you just know that what's going to happen with this character, that she's so bullheaded and she's going to do whatever it takes, you know, to succeed. Uh, but on the other hand, when you see Kerry, uh, Rachel's mom, she's like this really la-di-da kind of lady, you know, um, giving all the freedom to, to her kid and letting her do whatever she probably wants, um, you know, pushing her to date people or, you know, whatever it is. Like, she's happy with... Um, the, the way Rachel talks about Nick and she knows all about the relationship. Uh, but then on the other hand, you've, you've got Eleanor who has absolutely no idea about Nick and Rachel, which, which is, I think, where the real story starts. Yeah, I mean, you know, one of the things also, and this is one of the dialogues, uh, actually, Eleanor says to Rachel while uh, Rachel's talking about her family and her background and all of that. I mean, she says that, you know, your mother is very open-minded, not like here, which referring to Singapore, where parents are obsessed with shaping the life of their children. That really come like hits home, right? Because you kind of see a lot of similarity in what's happening there, right? No, true. And I think that's a beautiful contrast that they've built between the two moms in, in the film. So, you know, at some level... If you think that the film is about Nick and Rachel, yes, of course, from a romantic standpoint, from a you know storytelling standpoint, yes, it is a, a story about Nick and Rachel. But in the background, it is you know old traditional, very rich uh, mom character, um, which is Eleanor Young, and then you have this um, you know wants to run away from this old tradition, go to the Western world, you know the new world, and you know just make something of herself and do something like be independent, right? Not get bogged down uh, because of certain family, whatever structures. And I really like that, that contrast uh, a lot. And I, I think even, um, you know, Peter, you and I, we are very different parents in, in that sense. I mean, I will, I don't think I'll ever, ever see you already creating a roadmap for your son, as to what he has to become tomorrow, right? It's not going to happen. And same with me. I'm not going to create 
this long list of things that oh my daughter will only become a lawyer or an engineer or a doctor or blah and blah and blah and blah so that's why that that statement that elena young makes to rachel is very loaded right that parents are obsessed with shaping the life of their children i mean that takes a lot and i honestly don't know what the kids are going through living in that kind of a household you might have all the money in the world but does it really buy happiness i don't know yeah i mean which actually brings me to like uh discussion points from the movie right i mean there's a very strong sense of identity and you see all the characters kind of very well shaped that way you see who's a chinese person or who's an american chinese person i mean uh, i think the best way uh, or the best scene that kind of demonstrates this is when you know Rachel's talking to her mom and she says that he's Chinese I'm Chinese what's the difference and her mom just straight yeah. looks at her and says that you know what your face is Chinese you speak Chinese and then she points to a head and a heart and says but here and here you're different and i think that's the same thing that you know kind of elena's mother i mean uh nick's mother elena keeps kind of drilling in uh you see the difference in you know astrid and the other cousins in there because they still you know stick to that family they're not kind of like branching out they prefer marrying in you know families that their parents approve right because i think also at some level it's political it at some level uh it it really matters to them what other people are talking about them right that um I mean if obviously I think the parallel that I can make is the royal family of of Britain right what's what's happening right now with Harry and and Meghan Markle and all of that right you don't marry an outsider see this is what happens or whatever I and mean, we don't need to get into that but th- this is exactly where the story is kind of going that um Elena is so obsessed with choosing the right bride for nick where she almost you know clips his wings off and says yeah you have your fun do whatever you want but ultimately you're going to get married to someone of my choosing because you know your father needs you here to run the business yes you spent an additional year in new york and now we know why you spent that additional year in new york because of rachel chu maybe she's the one who forced you to stay in in the us but here you have to run an empire and she's clearly not aware of that and and, and you know peter she also said this <laughs> this 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 lovely line where she says we don't care about our passions you know it's the family and the business that i that i went after yes um you know we studied law in cambridge uh you know with with my husband but i gave up all of that so that i could help my husband set up his business i mean it's loaded right it it, it comes from so much tradition and even in the film if you remember um rachel's uh rachel's friend is explaining to her what what is the whole aspect of new money and old money because they were the, the nick nick young's family is clearly old money and they come from old china they settled in singapore must have bought a lot of land and now they're the biggest landowners in singapore and that's how they've amassed so much wealth so clearly it can't go outside it has to remain within and they have to control it so ultimately it's all about the money yeah and another thing also is about traditions right i mean uh it they're talking about holding on to old traditions i mean coming back to one of the other things that elena says he says that 
you know, talking about Amma, who's the grandmother, says, if we don't pass on traditions down, they'll disappear. So there's a very, like, whole thing of holding on to those old traditions, the way things used to be done. I mean, it's very nicely demonstrated in the whole thing of them actually uh, making dumplings or momos, as we'd call them here in India, together. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, it, I mean, like I, I, when I saw them making that, I was like, what like they're making momos <laughs> <laughs> i don't i don't think i've ever been part of any such tradition obviously uh, we have our own set of traditions and we have to kind of sit and do whatever but the more larger lens uh, you know peter i think is this very obsessive materialistic culture right um i think both Indians as well as Chinese have are driven, are very driven about that. Listen, I need to make a lot of money because I need to buy a lot of things. And in this film, you see it, right? Especially the women, um, the kind of brands that they wear, the handbags, the dresses, um, you know, these brand names just thrown around, you know, like that, as if everyone knows what these brand names mean. And uh, somewhere... I think that's why marriage is so important to them, right? That who you marry... Because uh, you can't just marry a nobody, right? You have to marry someone who's at at your level. And I, my my wife and I also have this discussion every every time that you need to marry somebody who's your equal. But I mean, equal doesn't always necessarily mean money, right, Peter? I mean, I, I don't know. What's your take on this? No, I agree. I mean, if you see, uh, there's that whole discussion uh, that uh, Nick Young and all his friends have, right, where. They're talking about, uh, because when Rachel goes to Singapore, she becomes like the topic of conversation, right? And everyone's talking about, okay, she's going to marry into their family. And there's that moment during the bachelor party where all the friends are talking, saying that, you know, I married so-and-so and they are like dropping family names and the money. And uh, including the friend who's getting married, Colin says, but it's not like that with me. And then his friend says, oh, yeah, but, you know, uh, your soon-to-be wife owns, like, her family owns multi-resorts. You think your family would have agreed. So it kind of clearly demarcates there. And then contrasting that, you have Astrid, who's uh, Astrid, who's Nick's cousin, right? You see her relationship and yeah. her marriage, how it is. So it's a good contrast you see uh, in this movie itself. True. I mean, coming to Colin, uh, you know, who's Nick Young's friend. I mean, the the entire premise of the film is his his wedding. Um, do you think that Colin's character, when he talks about the fact that listen, I married for love and not really money, but it's just something that in the background it just happened. You know, he just happened to fall in love with this woman who is whose parents are, you know, billionaire. Uh, owners of this resort in Southeast Asia, or, or, or whatever it is, do you, do you think it's it just it just so happened? But in Nick's case, you know, he he ended up with Rachel, who's who's just an economics professor, and uh, you know, he he says also to a certain extent that listen, uh, I I fell in love with you because I like who I have become with you. I mean, then 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 there is that aspect as well, but. The parents always have to say, but hey, you know what? Screw love, man. Does she have money? Does she come from money? Is she a big name? Do you think, do you think she'll be able to fit into our family? And that is still being propagated today, irrespective of what culture you come from. It's still there. It's still very, 
like active in all cultures right now another take on what you're saying right i mean if you look at it uh, there's that moment where or oh, when nick tells colin that he's going to marry uh, rachel right and going to propose to her and then you have that very buddy buddy moment that they have where uh, colin says that hey you will be fine you've always been the golden boy but will she be able to handle it and will she be what do you think and i think that's what happens also right i mean in a way i think maybe uh, elena who's nick's mom kind of foresaw that and that's why she was saying or that's why she was behaving the way she was i don't know maybe i'm looking too much into it no but it's good it's actually good to look into it because these kind of films give you um you you learn a lot i feel in these kind of films like if, this is something that we've always maintained in in this series of you know parenting and films which is leave the story and the narrative aside but the kind of characters that are written or are built in in these films or, or series uh, they clearly come from from real life and you know you and i both must have encountered or rather have encountered uh, these these type of people yeah i mean you know it, it it's strange right i mean you always uh, grew up thinking that you know parents know what's best for you and i think the more time you spend growing up you realize that maybe they didn't know i don't know that's sometimes what i feel right and i think this movie kind of demonstrates that where you know elena thinks she knows what's best for her son but actually rachel knows what's best for her son strange right <laughs> yeah and and uh, i think we are kind of um, you know we, we are testimonies right in, in a way um where you you got to choose your own partner and i got to choose my own partner and you know we obviously found our 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 equal intellectually speaking emotionally speaking uh and yeah our families don't really have a problem with it like everything is is kind of going well and I, in I'm, in that I'm sense grateful, i'm grateful to whoever you want to say that that happened <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i know i know what you mean see but i just feel that even even this film like you know fun it was a fun film like it's a not too long didn't get boring because obviously i think there was a whole singapore tourism thing that happened whatever yeah, happened yeah, yeah. i feel that uh, this this film will definitely like a lot of indians will will relate to this film i i feel for on so many levels yeah i mean like i was jokingly telling you right if you think about it this is this movie is like the first part of kabhi khushi kabhi gham right the big bollywood blockbuster <laughs> from the early 2000s this is that first part i mean well kabhi khushi kabhi gham was 3 and a half or 4 hours long so yeah who knows right yeah and i mean i i honestly like i started off this discussion with a pet peeve saying that how is it that rachel chu had no idea that nick is like a billionaire or whatever prince harry of singapore the most eligible bachelor blah 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 and and in the end right um, i mean i don't want to give it away but uh, ultimately there's a big party that happens in singapore 
and so what happened to your whole stand of hey uh, you know i'm an individual and blah 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 whatever 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 i mean we all know where the movie is going there's no big drama or big twist at the end i mean it it it, it does kind of end very happily uh, but yeah there's this like what the hell happened to that well so that's the thing right i mean for those of you who enjoyed the movie uh, this is actually based on a series of three books so there are two more sequels uh, to this movie planned and i believe they're currently under production so yeah stay tuned for that if you enjoyed this not so bollywood masala wow really so there are there are two more films huh? uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, after this yeah so it's a i mean it's called the crazy rich asian trilogy so this was only the first part of oh, it interesting yeah yeah so i i believe i think at least the two main characters of Rachel and Nick are still there i don't know about the rest i mean it's their story essentially oh, okay so something definitely to look forward to so then this it's it's not the end of crazy rich asians even on pops and a pod whenever those two movies come out i guess we'll we'll dive straight in then yeah yeah who knows maybe by then rachel and uh, nick become parents themselves in the next part <laughs> that'll be interesting yeah that that would be a great uh, follow up episode to crazy rotations right so yeah that was our take on crazy rotations especially the parenting aspect but uh, if you like us have been spending a lot of time watching uh, any of your ott platforms whatever it may be netflix amazon thing nadir and i have all of those subscriptions uh, hit us up at popsinapod@gmail.com maybe we'll cover one of the movies that you recommend us and if you don't want to write us an email you can still leave your recommendations or feedback uh, or a nice comment on uh, either instagram or facebook just search for popsinapod and we we are right there we are pretty active on on social media so yeah just drop us some love and we'd love to know that you listen to us and until next week Uh this is goodbye from Nathapop and Peter Pop. See you guys.